Section 5 of Gifantia by Charles Francois Tipchenia de la Roche. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 19 The Other Side of the Gallery. The prefect soon returned to the thread of his discourse. The quickness wherewith he ran over the gallery hardly gave me time to view the several pictures he was explaining. I had not seen him before, nor did I afterwards see him speak with so much action. His face was inflamed, his eyes darted fire, and his words were too slow for his eagerness. The language, the manners, the laws of the Romans, said he, were spread over the world. The nations, conquered and settled, became members of the empire, and all the known world made but one family. By what fatality was Augustus's peace, which seemed so unalterable, of so short a duration? Mankind only breathed, and were soon inflicted with new wounds. When Rome had no more kingdoms to subdue, she had rebels to reduce. Several nations, thinking it a great happiness or a great glory to be parted from the body of the empire, rebelled in Europe, in Asia, in Africa. All were repressed. Thus, most of the nations, formerly attacked and defeated, now the aggressors and reduced, continued to be hurled from one misfortune to another. And the following pictures, those which represent the more celebrated times of the first emperors, will still go on to present to thee spectacles of blood. The three reigns of Titus, Antonius, and Marcus Aurelius, were three fine days in a severe winter. Those times, nevertheless, were times of peace, in comparison of those that had gone before, and those that came after. The empire was like a body with a good constitution, but which, however, is attacked with some disorders, and shows that it is not far from its decline. Whilst the Romans, at first to extend, then to support, and sometimes to enrich themselves, kept the world in awe, pulled down what attempted to rise, and penetrated wherever they were allured by rich spoils. Towards the north, in those frozen climates, where nature seems to reach only to expire, there arose and increased, in the bosom of peace and silence, nations who were one day to humble the pride of the masters of the world. Three centuries had not yet passed since Augustus's peace, when, in the reign of Valerianus, the deceitful hope of a more commodious and happy life armed these unpolished people. See where they are coming out of their huts, tumultuously gathering together, marching in disorder, and showing the way to the hideous multitudes who followed one another from age to age. These foreign enemies, coming when the empire was rent with internal rebellions, shook the Colossus, it withstood, however, for some time, the weight which pulled it down, and one while ready to fall, and another while erect, it seemed sometimes to be going to stand firm again. Among the emperors who signalized themselves against the barbarians, Probus contributed the most to support the majesty of the Roman name. Valiant, but still more humane, he abhorred war and continually waged it, Dost thou observe, in the picture before thee, that bald old man, his air of candor, his respectable countenance, the plainness of everything about him? 
it is probus represented in the moment when holding rome's enemies humbled full of the idea that general peace he always desired he said yet a few days and the empire will have no farther occasion for soldiers words which rendered him worthy of veneration of the whole earth but which caused him to be murdered time passed the efforts of the barbarians redoubled and blood continued to be shed meanwhile the enemies of rome grew warlike and her defenders degenerated of this the chief causes were pride which increasing wants forces the citizen to refer everything to his private interest the folly of most of the emperors which bred in the people a numbness which a few years confirm and which whole ages cannot remove perhaps to a weariness of the spirits for that ambition that haughtiness or if you please that roman grandeur was in the course of things an excessive effort which like an epidemical distemper come to its height must necessarily abate by degrees however this may be a century and a half after their first invasions the barbarians began to make real progress and dismember the western part of the empire amidst the troubles that then existed some kingdoms were established which still remain to this day just as earthquakes which raising the sea drown whole regions produce also new islands amidst the waves see the goths who after traversing sword in hand part of asia and all europe are settling in spain see the angels a people of germany who are passing into great britain and under pretense of aiding are seizing it see the franks other germans who are coming to free the gauls from the roman yoke and making them to submit to theirs in these unhappy times rome herself shares the same fate which she had made so many cities undergo she is plundered and sacked at several times but the next pictures present to thee in a point of view still more dreadful regions laid waste fields bathed in blood and cities in ashes these are the exploits of attila and his rapid incursions in macedonia mysa thrace italy and almost through the whole world which he ravaged so many desolations proceeding from several conquerors have made so many heroes coming from a single hand they form a terrible monster it is thus that military virtues show themselves in their true colors and become horrible when they meet in a center during attila's ravages certain italians flying from his fury withdraw to the adriatic seaside behold in this picture the men pale the women dishelved and the children in tears some hide themselves among the rocks others dig themselves subterraneous retreats some ascend the hills and as far as their eyes can reach look whither the merciless conqueror whose name alone makes them tremble is still pursuing them to those desolate places so little proper for the habitation of men on every side thou canst see nothing but destruction and horror very soon however proud venice is going to rise out of these melancholy ruins shortly after the last blow is given to the western empire tyrannized by its rulers rent by factions weakened by continual losses 
and pressed by a fatal destiny it shakes under some emperors and falls under augustulus rome and italy successively a prey to two barbarians are afterwards united to the eastern empire from which by frisk misfortunes they were soon after detached again two centuries passed in cruel vicissitudes when a new scourge mohammed arose in the east he was deemed at first but as an impostor worthy of contempt but he had an understanding capable of the greatest things and a boldness which carried him to the highest enterprises it was known how far he was able to go when his progress could no longer be opposed he overran part of the east and out of the ruins founded the kingdom of the caliphs the nations he subdued by force of arms he won by seduction and more fatal still to mankind than all the heroes whose pernicious actions die with them he sullied the human species with a stain which probably will never be effaced in the west the misfortunes of the romans are renewed the lombards waste italy the moors settle in spain and whence they threaten the french new swarms of barbarians are going to invade the finest countries of europe at this time from the bosom of france arises a prince full of genius and of that military ador which in a calm would have brought on a storm but which finding the tempest formed like an impetuous wind blew it away it was charlemagne in this picture he checks the saracens in that he subdues germany moreover he destroys in italy the power of the lombards founds the temporal authority of the popes and receives the crown of the western empire charlemagne's empire soon fell to pieces the partitions of the princes and the ambition of some chiefs detach whole nations from it weak or avaricious emperors give or sell liberty to others the rest is under particular lords the sovereign scarce keeps the title and shadow of authority dost thou observe that battle seest thou a numerous army defeated by fifteen hundred men it is the area of liberty of the helvetic body members of the empire but opposed by tyrants the swiss shake off the yoke and form a government the wisdom of which cannot be too much admired their commerce extends but to necessaries they have soldiers only for their defence and these two are trained among other nations a constant peace reigns in the republic without covetousness without jealousy without ambition liberty and necessaries content them they are a people that talk the least of philosophy and are the most philosophical whilst the new western empire is rent the eastern is destroyed thou seest coming out of asia the last swarm of barbarians which were to fall upon europe they advance and like huge masses which acquire more force in proportion to the height they fall from they crush constantinople and seize the eastern empire which they still possess to this day such is the disastrous contexture of the compendious history of mankind the crowd of particulars is only a crowd of less noted calamities the total of the nations especially the european is like a mass of quicksilver which the lightest impression puts in motion 
which the least shake divides and subdivides and of which chance unites again the parts in a thousand different manners who will find the means to fix them end of section five end of the first part